three prayer. I do tonight. So anyway, uh, start our uh, starting our study first of however many studies in uh, cruising through the Bible, the original Route 66, Route 66, however you want to say it. Um, but anyway, uh, this this study tonight is kind of like an introduction. Will be the format of how we'll do our study, and uh, we'll get to the quiz answers in just a minute. Um, and so what we'll do is each week we'll try to go through a bird's eye view of each book of the Bible. Now you'll have some weeks like for, or some, some studies like Psalms. It may take more than one night to do Psalms, one, uh, one study. Then you got, when you get to the uh, minor prophets in the uh, Old Testament, we might do more than one of those in a night. So I don't know how many weeks this will take. Um, barring inclement weather and anything else like that. So I don't really know how many weeks this will take, but this will take a good bit of the year this year, I'm, I'm sure. But we're looking forward to this. There's 66 books in the Bible, and um, there, there are a lot of places you can start in this study. And so I didn't want to get too deep in introductions um, tonight, but I did want to go over how we're going to do our study. So in the book of Isaiah 28, verse 10, of course, you can turn anywhere, it's all good, but Isaiah 28, verse 10 is a verse that I thought we would start out with as we start our study, where the scripture says, for precept must be on precept, uh, line, uh, precept on precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. As you grow as a Christian, as you read and study the Bible, that is exactly the way that you learn the Bible. You learn it a little at the time. You're never going to learn it all in one, one study or one, um, a few studies or in one year or two years. Um, as you read through it, hopefully on your own, if, you're, if you maybe have started doing that this year for, for the, to start the year. Uh, as you read through it, there's a lot of it you'll see on your own. But what we're doing as we study this, we're not going to spend a lot of time in you know, going into like one chapter. We're going to look at a bird's eye view of, of each book. And some of them, there will be a lot more to that than others. And it'll get... Um, sometimes it'll get um, where we'll see several highlights pretty quick. And so what we want to do, uh, of course, the first one that we'll get, Lord willing, next week get to is the book of Genesis. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll uh, look at how many chapters are in that book and try to break it down to the major themes in, or major uh, breakdowns of, each, of, of that book and look at some major characters. So that's what we're going to look at as we do this. So we're going to, uh, there are about six things we're going to look at, uh, six things we're going to focus on, I guess you'd say, as we have our study and go through each book of the Bible. The first is, what is on our GPS? Of course, when you're traveling, you, uh, if you're going to another town, another state or something, and you use your GPS to get there, a place you're not familiar with, or even if you're familiar with it, uh, on your GPS you can find stops that, um, that you might not have known about traveling there before. Well, that's very true about the Bible because we're going to do highlights of each book of the Bible, and uh, that'll be kind of our GPS to see what uh, the highlights of what that book's about. Because in studying the highlights of it, you get kind of an overview, a breakdown of what that whole book is about. Um, going back to it again, just as an example, we get to Genesis. Genesis means beginnings. And we'll see as we study that next week um, that there are uh, probably uh, like 10 things that we'll talk about or so that are beginnings found in Genesis that mark the beginning for the rest of, of Scripture. Um, and so uh, as we go through and our study on any of the Gospels, when we talk about them, we'll look at the highlights of Jesus, um, of his life, his birth, his life, his uh, ministry, his death, burial, and resurrection, and then after his resurrection. So we'll look at highlights of each book. Then what we'll do is a section that we'll, we'll uh, or one of the topics we'll look at is 
alternate routes. When you're driving somewhere and your GPS comes up and it will show you sometimes an alternate route, maybe it's because there's a traffic jam or a wreck or something or, or, or some construction going on and it'll tell you an alternate way to go to get to your destination a different way. Um, and so very similar, we're going to see how other books of the Bible compare. Um, for example, of course, we know all four of the Gospels compare because they're all talking about Jesus and his, you know, his life, his ministry. And, and yet there are also there are, uh, books of the Bible that compare in other ways. When we went through our study, um, our recent study, we just finished uh, in the last year on Proverbs. I mentioned this several times in our study. Uh, the book of James in the New Testament way towards the end of the New Testament, uh, not too far from Revelation. Um, it's a five-chapter book. It's been nicknamed the Proverbs of the New Testament because there are several places in James that are very similar to the book of Proverbs. Um, we see a lot in James about wisdom. Well, Proverbs, as we just studied, that's one of the main themes or the main theme probably in Proverbs is wisdom. So we'll see how other books of the Bible compare with each book, and it will help make it more. It gives you some layers and it helps make a study of the Bible and reading the Bible much more interesting when you do that. Then we'll get to the section on mileage and efficiency. We'll look at uh, to, to whom was it written? Who was the initial audience it was written to? Um, how well am I understanding what was written? And how does it apply or not apply to me? Uh, there's some things that we'll, we'll um, go over in books of the Bible that they'll, they'll not apply to us at all, not directly at least, but there may be some principles that we learn from it. So that's the, uh, this, the um, um, uh, mileage and efficiency that we'll look at as we study. Then there are traffic jams and potholes. We're going to look at uh, lessons that are learned in each book of the Bible. We won't get to all of them, especially in the longer books like, again, Genesis or Exodus. Uh, Genesis, of course, uh, starts out you know, right after creation, right after Adam and Eve were created and uh, they're in the garden, there's sin and the disobedience that came and fell uh, when Adam and Eve fell there in the garden and how that passed upon mankind. In the book of Exodus, we'll see um, how the children of Israel had been delivered from uh, Egyptian bondage. And then believe it or not, <laughs> human nature, believe it or not, after a while, they get so dissatisfied with Moses and what's going on, they wanted to go back to Egypt. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? Well, that's what they did, and we'll, we'll look at that about and how human nature is that way. So uh, we'll learn lessons from, from each book, uh, major lessons found in it. sin, disobedience, failures. And then uh, the, uh, another, um, another aspect of it is tune-up. We'll look at applications and takeaways. We'll see um, where people were obedient, and they had victory, and they had successes in what they did. And so we'll see that, and how does it apply to me? How can I tune up my life spiritually and what I learn from highlights from this book of the Bible as we go through each one? And then, of course, there's the fuel up. We'll see Jesus in each book of the Bible. Um, sometimes you'll see him in a foreshadow through a person, sometimes through an event. For example, the uh, Red Sea. Um, God parted the waters. God told Noah, uh, Moses, Moses, take that rod, that, that staff I gave you. And just hold it out and say, and so he did that and said, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God delivered them through the Red Sea, uh, but he did that after the Passover. So we'll see pictures of the Christian life as we go through that. And the Passover, of course, is one of the best, most beautiful foreshadows of picture or picture of Jesus dying for us, being our Passover lamb as he died on the cross for us, and then taking us through the Red Sea 
out of Egypt. Just so many great pictures of Jesus and who he is. Now, in some of the books, um, there are places where there are names of, of uh, God or references, direct references to Jesus, even the Old Testament. In fact, in the book of Genesis, one of them we'll see is the name Shiloh. Uh, there's a, a couple of churches right here called Shiloh Baptist or around here, not, not far away. But the name Shiloh, we'll talk about what that means and why it refers to Jesus. And so we'll see him in each book of the Bible. When we get to Isaiah, we'll see the prophecies where it says, um, um, for um, behold, a virgin shall conceive, shall bear a, son, uh, bear a son, and call his name Emmanuel. So when we get to Isaiah, we'll look at that in our study of Isaiah, how Jesus is found there. And then finally, the home address. We'll see key verses in each book of the Bible. Um, some books, because they're longer, will have several key verses. Some of them may only have one that we'll look at, but those are verses that kind of sum up the overview of each of those books of the Bible. And they're great verses to memorize too. So in each book, we'll talk about that, um, key verses in them. So as we're doing this, and as we're about to get to our quiz and go over it in just a moment, we're obeying what the Scripture tells us in 2 Timothy 2.15 to study to show thyself approved unto God. So we're studying God's Word to find out more about God's Word and looking at it from a big picture, from an overview of each book and how uh, the book fits together and then again how the book fits with other books of the Bible. And we're, being, uh, we're, we're studying, uh, as God tells us to do, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And then that last phrase, rightly dividing the word of truth. As we go through this study, we will learn to rightly divide what God says. We're going to do that some tonight in what we, what we did in our quiz. But we'll rightly divide what God says and see how um, God makes definitions of certain doctrines and certain truths and how God uh, shows us the difference between things. And we'll see that as we go through in our study. So let's start with our road atlas. We're, we're about to get our quiz in just a moment. <clears throat> Let's start with our road atlas. There are 66 books in the Bible. Calling, that's why we're calling this route to the original Route 66. There are 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. Um, as you can see, of course, there are many more in the Old Testament. And as we get to our study, we'll talk about, especially in Genesis, the time period of when um, the book began as far as the, uh, uh, the events of that book and how many years uh, it took place. You'll be amazed in the book of Genesis how many, how many years that covers. And we'll look, I'm looking forward to that. But there are 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. So what we'll do is we'll look at, um, this is the timeline that we'll have. Now, next week, I may try to get some, print some notes, or if you'd rather just take notebook paper and make your own, however you'd rather do that is up to you. But creation is approximately, approximately, about 4,000 years before Jesus was born, uh, when the Bible says God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form, without form of darkness, and, and um, without form of void, darkness covered the face of the earth, uh, face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then it says that God created, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So time begins on the first day of creation, and it's about 4,000 years roughly before um, Jesus was born. And the end of the Old Testament ends about 400 years before Jesus was born. The last book that we have in our Old Testament, the book of Malachi, that, was, that took place roughly about 400 years before Jesus was born. So you can get an idea in your mind, the time frame, and when we study Genesis, it's really going to be interesting. I think you're really going to find that interesting, how many years um, passed by throughout the book of Genesis. And so um, on, our on our timeline there. So 
There are 39 in the Old Testament. Five of them are law. Genesis, even though there's not really a lot of law written there, written in there, the book of Genesis through the book of Deuteronomy, those are the first five books. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Those are called the books of the law. Um, in some writings, you'll see a long word, the Pentateuch. Penta simply means five. It's just a long word meaning that it's five books of the Old Testament law. And again, although Genesis doesn't have a lot of law, there are some commands that God gave to Adam and to Noah uh, found in, in the book of Genesis. But mostly what we think of as Old Testament law is Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So those are the books of the law that are found in the Old Testament, the first five. The next grouping is the books of history. Right after the book of Deuteronomy is the book of Joshua. Joshua, and then the book of Judges, the book of Ruth. Then you've got the uh, two books of Samuel, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles. These are all history books, and they go all the way through to the book of Esther. And um, they, are, they are called books of history. Then there are the 39 books, or excuse me, the five books of the 39 books called the writings. And Jesus refers to them in the, uh, in the New Testament. He calls them the writings, and then also he mentions the word Psalms. So that is uh, the book of Job, then the book of Psalms, then the book of Proverbs, then the book of Ecclesiastes, then the book of, I abbreviated there and just put song, the books of Song of Solomon. So those five books make up what is called the writings, sometimes called poetry. And in your quiz, on your quiz there, it says writings and poetry. Sometimes it's called poetry. Now, the thing about the Psalms, they're not poetry in the sense that we think of rhyme, but not all poetry rhymes. And so um, it's poetry uh, as far as the way that it's, that it's written, even though it may not rhyme. So those uh, are the writings, some also called poems. Then you have what are called the five major prophets. And these are called major prophets, not so much because of the size of these books, but these are the five major prophets because these are the five that deal, um, that deal the most with uh, over their period of, of, uh, of history of the prophet itself. With uh, how many kings? Isaiah was prophet um, during the time of several, uh, two or three kings reign. So Isaiah... Jeremiah, and then a little book that Jeremiah wrote after that called The Lamentations of Jeremiah. And then there's Ezekiel and Daniel. Those are the five what we call major prophets. We'll get to that more when we get to, to study those books through the book of Daniel. Then there are the 12 what's called minor prophets. Hosea, all the way down through the book of Malachi. There are 12 of those. And they're not minor in the sense that they're not significant. They're minor because, well, they do have smaller size books. Uh, I think the longest one of those is 14 chapters. But they're minor because they focus on one particular point in time uh, and usually one particular part of either Israel or Judah, usually Judah. So those are the minor prophets. So those are the 39 of the Old Testament, all right? The time uh, creation was probably 4,000 B.C. into the Old Testament, about 400 B.C. And then um, about what we might call the year zero, we'll just call it zero, which actually the calendar got messed up many years ago. And it could have been that Jesus was born really about 4 B.C. But at any rate, let's say the word zero uh, is, the, is when the New Testament begins. 
And so it goes, uh, I think I had the slide on here somewhere else, but that, I might have missed it. But anyway, uh, the slide for that would be from the, the year about zero at Jesus' birth until about 100 A.D., between 95 and 100 A.D., that's when uh, the book of Revelation was written. So the New Testament, 27 books, starts out with the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and those are history uh, because they're about Jesus' life and his ministry. Then there's another book of history called the Book of the Acts of the Apostles. So there are actually five books of history uh, total. Four of them are Gospels. One of them is a church history, the book of Acts. Then you have also 21 epistles or letters. And those are, begin in Romans right after Acts. All the books down through to the book of Jude, which is one chapter book. Those are called epistles. That's just another word for letters is what that is. And then there's one book of prophecy, and that, of course, is Revelation. So the, it's broke down that way. Um, New Testament 5, 21 and 1, history, letters, and prophecy. So when you get that in your mind, it helps you to drill down, uh, or if you might want to look at drilling up, but it helps you to drill down to, to go a little further to see how everything's broken down, and it will help us with that. So uh, approximately zero Jesus' birth to 33 A.D. was when the Gospels were written. And then somewhere about, oh, let's see, so 33 A.D. would be when the book of Acts begins, roughly about 33 A.D. until... 60, about 64, 65 A.D. And in that time was when Paul wrote his letters, and we'll get to this later in the New Testament, probably somewhere around 52 or so A.D. So about, you know, about 18 or 19 years after Jesus ascended back to heaven, Paul writes first letter to the churches. Then the book of Revelation was written by the apostle John somewhere around the year 95 to 100 A.D., John was a very old man at that point whenever he wrote the, uh, the book of the Revelation. So that's your timeline for the New Testament. All right, let's get our quiz. So there are six Old Testament questions uh, and four New Testament. And the, col the uh, breakdown for, the, um, for Old Testament is law. That's Genesis through Deuteronomy. Uh, history starts at Joshua. Writing starts at Job. And then the prophets, of course, start with both major and minor prophets. Then the New Testament, there are the four Gospels and the book of Acts. That's the history there. The epistles and prophecy being Revelation. So let's go with that. All right, here's the first one. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Which style of writing does that look like? You don't have to answer out loud unless you want to. But let's see. Is it law? Is it history? Is it found in writings in the Old Testament, like Job or Psalms or something? Or is it found in the prophets? You think you got this one? It's law. Exodus 20, verse 3, it's in the law. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And that's found in Exodus 20, and verse number 3. All right, let's try the next one. This is a little longer verse. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, and behold, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. We just had this at Christmas time, quoted it. Which style of writing is this? Law, history, writings, or prophets? You think you know? I think most of you probably know that one. And that's prophets. That's in Isaiah 7 and verse 14. That's, uh, that's found in the prophets section. And major prophet, but prophets. All right? Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I think you should definitely get that one after our study we just had. And that, of course, is writings. That's Proverbs 16, verse 18. We looked at that a couple of times in our study in Proverbs when we went over it. 
Then let's see. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now, it sounds almost like it could be one or, one or two of those, but it um, uh, sounds almost like law because there were no kings during the law. Could it be history uh, because there was kings during the history? Could it be writings? Well, that's like Job and Psalms and so forth. Or could it be the prophets? It's history. It's Judges. And Judges is written before there were any kings in Israel. Um, remember, the first king was Saul, and then David, then Solomon. So the book of Judges, chapter 17, verse 6, and chapter 21, verse 25, that's found twice in the book of uh, Judges. One more from the Old Testament. They shall, ma- and they shall make an ark of shittim wood. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof. A cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And a cubit and a half the height thereof. Is that law? Is that history, writings, or prophets? You got that one? That one is law. That's in Exodus also. And that's where he's describing the, um, the Ark of the Covenant that is in the, um, in the tabernacle. All right, let's go to New Testament. Or no, there's one more. I'm sorry, one more in Old Testament. To everything there's a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. That would be the writings. That's Ecclesiastes 3 and verse number 1. So you're doing pretty well on those so far? I won't grade you. I'm just doing pretty well? All right, let's do New Testament. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Now that one's kind of tough um, at first glance, but if you read through that and read over it a little bit, it might give you a little bit of a hint in uh, one or two of those words. You see the word disciple, and you might think, you, might, you might think gospel. Then you think, well, is it in the epistles? Did Paul write about that? Or did, is that in Revelation? Or is that in the book of Acts? That is in the book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 26. In fact, the word Christian is only find, found three times in Scripture. It's found twice in Acts, and it's found in First uh, Peter. Um, only three times that word's found. And they weren't called Christians until after Jesus had gone back into heaven. The apostles were on earth ministering. They were called Christians. And really, it was, it was kind of a put down. They were called these Christ-like ones that worshipped this Jesus. They, didn't, they didn't, worship the, didn't worship Caesar. They worshipped Jesus. And so it was men as a put down. I'll take that, won't you? All right. Um, here's one. Whosoever was not written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Is that gospels, history, epistles, or prophecy? That one is Revelation 20, verse 15. That's prophecy. Probably got that. You doing pretty good? Let's do another one. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. John Baptist. Y'all got that one? Gospels, that's John. Chapter 1, verse 29, John, John the Apostle writes it, but John the Baptist is the one that said it when he saw Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And then, this is in the epistles right here. I'll go ahead and give it to you. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Paul said that in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 24. God is faithful. So that's just a, a little quiz. It just gives you an idea of the way that, that the books or the way that scripture is written in the styles of their writing. And some of them have hints in them somewhat, but some of them don't. They can be a little tough in places. So let's go back to our travel journal. And this is a reminder for us to remember. Romans 15 and verse 4 says, um, tells us that the scripture was written for our admonition. Let me go over there to it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't write the, the verse down. I just wrote the reference, so I didn't know if you wanted to turn there in Scripture. I'll, I'll turn there and read it to you. The Bible tells us, Paul says in the book of Romans, 
he um, just got through in chapter 14 talking about um, fellowship together and, and uh, as believers we're part of the body of, of Christ together. And he says to bear one another's burdens and bear the infirmities of the weak, verse 1. There's verse 4 he says this, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. One of the things we'll see over and over, especially in the Old Testament, but even in the New Testament in some places, is this truth about Bible study. This is very key to help you in studying your Bible. All of the Bible was written for us. All of it. It says there in verse 4 that all of it was written in Romans 15, 4, for our admonition, for our building up, for our instruction, for teaching, for understanding, for applying. All of it was written for our admonition. It was all written for us, but not all of the Bible was written directly to us. There's some things in the Bible that were not, and I'm glad they weren't. In the Old Testament, they talk about, in the law, there are penalties for those who did not observe the Sabbath. Aren't you glad that we don't have to observe the Sabbath? See, that's not written to us, but it's written for our admonition because when we study that, we'll see important truth from Scripture, why it was written and what it means, and uh, see the difference in, in how that's not for us. And we'll, we'll see that as we study that. But all the Bible was written for us, but all the Bible was not written to us. And we'll see that on our travel journey. There's an old saying that everything is happy when it's in its place. When you were a kid, or maybe you had kids, that had the uh, puzzle game where they took the different pieces, and, you know, the, the circle, try as you may, it's not going to fit in that triangle, is it? Well, the, you know, you're teaching a child how to, you know, with their eyes, how to, to be able to see things and how to be able to, to match things together and how things go together. And um, I don't know if they still use this in grade school these days. They, they should if they don't. But uh, to realize that things are different, but that's a different subject and a different study. Um, but anyway, but everything is happy when it's in its place. That's the way God wrote scripture. He wrote it to be in its place and it's happy when it's there. And if it's taken from, for example, about the law, when it's taken and placed uh, for someone else that it doesn't belong to, it's not happy in its place. And so that important truth is found in Scripture. It's all written for us, but it's not all written to us, but everything is happy when it's in its place. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in fact, um, and we'll, we'll see this especially when we get over to the New Testament, but in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible, some, some verses in Scripture are what you call standalone verses because, um, has, now you shouldn't always build a doctrine around one verse because you can get in trouble if you do that in some verses. Um, Jesus told uh, Judas what thou doest do quickly. So, but anyway, um, some verses can get you in trouble, but there's some verses which you call standalone verses. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 32 tells us this. Um, no, I guess I, I need to look at the right verse. That's not right. Uh, I know it's 1 Corinthians 10. Yeah, it is 32. I was looking at the wrong verse. I was looking at 33. Give none offense, and then he says this, neither to, and he names three groups, neither to the Jews, nor to the Gentiles, nor to the church of God. All three of those groups are important in Scripture. All three of those groups are at some point, they're an audience or they're, they're being written to or written about in Scripture. Jews, that would of course would be Israel, the nation of Israel and the Israeli, you know, the descendants from Abraham. Gentiles, anyone that's not a Jew. And then the church, that's Christians. Now, as Christians, we're Gentiles as far as we're not Jewish, but 
we're, we're seen as in Christ. So we're the church. So those three audiences are, are found in Scripture. So when we read through, we'll find out that some things are written directly to Israel, especially the law. Some things are written to the Gentile nations. And we'll get to that in the uh, prophets, especially Old Testament prophets. And then also some things, many things are written to the church in Paul's letters. Mostly all that, of course, is for the church. Also, there are three basic, uh, three basic themes in Scripture. First and foremost, Scripture is about a king and a kingdom. Now, you and I like to jump to number three because we were, we're saved and the Scripture tells us how to get saved and we want to give the gospel to people. So in one way, that is one of the most important things, of course, we can do as believers. So we like to jump to number three because salvation is about us and that's wonderful. But, you know, long before salvation, God already had it up in, had already in Scripture in his mind. And, and when he wrote Scripture, that the main theme of the Bible is not about salvation. It's about a king and a kingdom. When Satan fell, he wanted to take God's kingdom from him. In the book of Isaiah chapter 14, the Bible says that he said, I will ascend above the throne of God. I will be like the Most High. And once Adam was in the garden, God made him, gave him dominion over everything in the garden. Dominion is for a king. He had kingship, if you want to say that. He had dominion over the Garden of Eden, and then he fell. All through Scripture, you'll see the, the, the conflict between God's kingdom and the kingdom of the enemy, the kingdom of Satan, all through Scripture. That's all through there, and it doesn't come to a finalization until the book of Revelation. The second thing is it's about the key, the, the theme of Scripture is about Jesus himself. Because way on early in the book of Genesis, we'll see next week, uh, after Adam and Eve sinned, God already promised a deliverer. He told them, he said, he said to Eve, he said, um, um, your seed and the seed of, the, of, of the, the serpent, they will be at enmity one with another. And so he promised a deliverer. In Luke 24, verse 44, the scripture tells us this. If I can get my page right over here to it. It says, uh, he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Jesus gives three groups of, um, of Old Testament, or excuse me, yeah, three types of Old Testament writings there. The law of Moses the prophets, and in the Psalms, that's in the writings, and he's found many times in the Psalms. So Jesus is a theme, of course, of the whole Bible. And then, of course, there's salvation. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, and verse number 22, the Bible tells us that salvation is uh, of God. It's of the Lord. Isaiah 45 and verse number 22, Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Look unto me, and be saved, God says. So salvation... Those are the three main themes found throughout Scripture, and we'll see them over and over and over. So we'll stop there for tonight. And Lord willing, we'll pick up next week in uh, Genesis, and that's the format we'll follow. We'll, we'll follow through and look at highlights of, of Genesis as well as the other books. Any questions or anything before we close in prayer? Yes, ma'am. So the way you just mapped it out for us with the 512, 5-5-12, so the Bible's not really in chronological order. No, it's not. That's a good, and we'll bring that out. That's a very good point. So, 
Yeah, it's not in chronological order as far as 100% chronological. In other words, um, now Genesis, of course, is with creation and all that. But you get to some places like the, the kings, uh, sometimes those overlap, and they're not completely in chronological order as far as their book of, of where they're found in Scripture, when they're written, I think is, is the point. You're, I believe is probably what you're trying to make there. Okay, good question, good point. Anything else? All right, I'm looking forward to diving into this, Lord willing, next week on uh, Genesis, and hope you'll be back then. I hope we'll get some, some, uh, some more folks next week. Let's stand and close in prayer and dismiss, and we'll pick up, Lord willing, weather permitting, next week in the book of Genesis. Thank you, Lord, for your word, and thank you that you are God who wrote your word for every one of us, Lord. You wrote it for us to, as, a, as Paul said, to, that we'll have admonition, we'll have direction in life, we'll have correction in life. You show us the way of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. And uh, even though he wasn't born in, in, until uh, what we think of as Matthew, book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, until he wasn't born till then even, we think of how way back in the Old Testament, he's seen many times uh, throughout the Old Testament and he's promised his, uh, his birth is promised, his ministry, his death, burial, and resurrection, all that's promised to us that you planned out and mapped out that we would have a Savior way, way before uh, we ever even were thought about in our, in, the mind, in our minds to know that you had already planned out a remedy for man's sin. And we thank you for that tonight, Lord. Help us as we look forward in the weeks to come in our study to grow in grace and knowledge of our Savior and to grow in your word and to become more acquainted, better acquainted with it. Uh, every time we read through it, Lord, we're going to see something that we haven't seen before. It's new, not new in the sense that it's never been there, but it's new to the sense that we've never seen it. And I thank you for your word, and I pray that we'll grow uh, in it each week, Lord. And each week as we study a different book, we'll see you more and more, and we'll be able to draw closer to you through that. Pray that you'll keep us safe as we leave from here tonight. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.